0: So how has it been going? Finding my voice for the last few months that I've taken off from doing my podcast has been a process of relearning who I continue to be, because as we know, becoming who you are is a journey, um, and we're all taking steps, hopefully, to get to the point where we come to the realization that we've grown, right? And the, and the steps that we take is personal because each person's step to get to where they need to be is gonna be based on people that you interact with, your interests, and all the things like that. And so for the last few months, I've been uber mom, right? I've been the mom shuffling my daughter around to her various AAU games across this country. And getting to know who I am in terms of being a mom has been an interesting process. Finding my voice as an individual while still being the caregiver um, and also the cheerleader for her on the road has really helped me understand a couple of things in terms of how I come off to people sometimes. Because she'll be like, Mom, uh, you were a little rude there, or Mom. That was super nice. I, I like what you did. Her feedback to me has given me a chance to, you know, take some retrospective looks as how I interact with people. Retrospective looks in terms of how I want people to act or interact with me, and it's been very therapeutic. And those are the things that I value now on this journey of who I am. I've been struggling. To find my voice but also I've been winning in terms of finding my voice and I'm doing both while trying not to be problematic and being needy right so being needy there's nothing wrong when when needing affirmation and needing support and needing someone to say you know what I got you but when you're overly needy at least for me that's when you become problematic when people start avoiding your calls and be like oh here she goes again always calling me with problems. And that's not the friend I want to be. So I have purposely not called people. <laughs> my, 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 my go-to people, I've purposely not called them because I wanted to kind of work this through on my own. Um, let me start by saying, and I know I don't need to say this because we all know this. I am not perfect nor do I think I'm perfect, nor do I want to be perfect. My goal is to always be a better version of me today than I was yesterday, and hopefully that continues tomorrow. When people see me and they think that I have it all together, in some areas of my life I do. In other areas, it's a, it's a shit show. But then that's where plans and God's purpose collide. And I'm learning to accept the fact that my plans are contingent based on what God has for me, right? Because no matter how many times we plan things out, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and something happens and you're like, dang, why did that happen? Something totally out of your control, not weather, because we somehow can, you know, look at the weather forecast and see whether or not we're going to have a great day. And so you kind of plan around that. But there's some things that you don't plan around, like being hurt, um, an injury, um, waking up one day and just not feeling it, you know. And some of those things I've been dealing with, like waking up and just not feeling it, you know. Not everyone has the luxury of calling out sick. If you're the same, if you're a single parent, God bless you. You hustling, you're trying to do everything for your family, and you don't have the luxury to call out sick, you know. God bless you. I can, and so I've done it. A couple of times in the last few months, only because I've needed some mental days. And that's what I've called in some days where I've just had to check in with myself and just make sure that I'm all right. Um, So it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I recently had uh, a conversation with one of my dear friends and we were talking about how do you save yourself from drowning when others are going down with the ship? Basically when you and as you know figuratively speaking when you see things going wrong around you that involves other people how do you pull yourself away for your own mental space for your own self-preservation you know how do you really focus on you and say you know what I'm going to have to separate myself from this individual or this situation so that I can survive because the interaction the the constant Issues is just not healthy for me or you can see down the line that it won't be healthy for you, right? So how do you how do you save yourself? And that is a a Question that a lot of people have, you know, you find yourself in a situation at work and you're like dang This is not the best situation for me. It's not the best situation For me to be in how do I change things and the first step? For me is the recognition that this is not healthy that this is not good and so When you move past the emotions, when you move past the hurt, when you move past the disappointment of, this is not going to turn out the way that I want it to, the answer truly becomes, so what do I need to do to make this move? What do I need to do to make this happen for me? If you're not happy, and I've talked about happy as a emotional state, right? We don't want to do things because we're happy or not happy. So it's really more of a, how comfortable are you? How safe do you feel? Safe in terms of your physical safety, safe in terms of your emotional stability, and safe in terms of your mental space. Like, is this a situation that I need to be in in order for me to grow? And it's really getting under that concept that we called growth. Like, how do you grow in you? How do you find your voice through that process? And sometimes it's people leaving your space. Sometimes it's you leaving a space or people so that you get to understand what was missing in the beginning. It's really getting to that underbelly of what you care about. Pleasing people or being comfortable with who you are. I had to get into my own space and really wrestle with that, because I wanted, I wanted to be sure of a couple of things. And so I needed to build a sense of, yup, this is good for me. And these months have helped me to do that. You know, different people play different roles in your life, but you should always be at the center think about you as that centerpiece, right? And then you have all these tentacles pulling you. And those are those are your that's your tribe, right? Those are your people, that's your job, that's your career, that's your fitness goals, that's your entrepreneurial goals. You know, all of those tentacles are pulling you in different directions, and you have to decide at this point What am I going to pull back into me and hold close or just let go? And we have to set those boundaries. We have to set what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for us. My boundaries at this point has become part of my daily walk. Every day now I set boundaries of, okay, I'm going to get these done, And if this happens, I'm not even going to, you know, X, Y, Z. And so I've been coming up with different strategies and they've been working. And I know I often talk about the power of getting off of social media to recenter. And that's been a major, major aid in me achieving my goals. With so much to do and so many people to follow up with, you know, I've had to do that Moment of regroup, where you regroup away from others. Every now and then I check in, you know, you log in, you check in and stuff like that. with me, I log in, I check in with my team, I check in with my ambassadors, I check in with, you know, with a lot of friends, and I support them by giving them, you know, kudos and great messages, but then I'm out. I may post, you know, once every two to three weeks, but then I'm out. Because at least for me, this is where I am right now. I have a lot of things to do that doesn't allow me to interact on a daily purpose on social media. Um, And so I'm good with that, at least for now, right? So finding my voices is is creating the boundaries of what I'm going to give my time to and what I'm not. I recently found myself listening to, I know y'all going to be like, what? Yep, I found myself listening to Luther Vandross' song, Love Won't Let You Wait. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that song, there was a part where he says, I need your love so desperately. Only you can set me free. Love won't let me wait. I can't. I can't. And, you know, he goes on, can't wait, can't wait. And uh, don't laugh at me, y'all. And then, then he goes on to say, I'm coming. Like, I can't wait anymore. I'm coming to see you. Have you ever been in a situation where someone's like, I just can't wait to see you. I'm coming right now. That's the relationship you want to build with yourself. The relationship where you're saying, I can't wait to see what I look like after I'm over this, right? I can't wait to see what I feel like when I'm past this point. I can't wait to see who I am after I rise up from this struggle. That's the relationship that I wanna build with myself. That's the relationship that I've been building with myself. And that's the relationship that I think you should be building with yourself, that anticipation where you can't anticipate, you can't wait to see what you look like afterwards. During the struggle, it's ugly. And sometimes, you know, we gon' gon ugly cry through it. And it's just gonna be a mess. But the after, or like they say in church, Sunday morning, after the struggle, you know, after you've said goodbye, after you've left that situation, after you found a new job, after you've forgiven that person or they've forgiven you, and you're ready to move forward. All of those afters, then you see the beauty of you. Sometimes we go through life hoping, yearning, longing, desiring to be loved by someone, by someone other than ourselves, and we never stop to love ourselves. You know, trying to continue to love others when people are not so loving to you and and still putting yourself first without feeling the guilt that I'm focusing on me. And that's a true thing because there's people in your life who will make you feel bad if you start to focus on you. And let me just say this. I had a conversation with a with a woman recently and she was telling me that, you know, she started a Mary Kay business. And she wanted to do um, and she's also a hairdresser and she wanted to open up, you know, a little corner of her house to do her business. And I was just like, "Oh, that's awesome." And she was like, yeah, you would think so, but my husband, he's not so happy about that, giving me hell. And she's like, yeah, I may have to give up on that dream. And I was like, "Uh excuse me? Uh, No. And, you know, I'm not getting in other people's relationships, but all I said was this. If someone truly cares about you, they they will open up their heart to help you and support you. Anyone who tells you not to do something, unless it's, you know, physical danger or financially, your stuff just isn't right, they'll support you or or help you find ways into... Doing a version of what you want to do just in a smaller magnitude. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have the finances to open up a a brick and mortar store, do an online business. If you don't have the funds to do an online business, then maybe you you can sell out of your car. I mean, you know, you could always scale it to what's comfortable and what's feasible for your situation. And so she and I had that conversation because I remember when I started my business, there was very little support very little support. And so I struggled, you know, I found people who wanted to build with me and, and I worked with them and, you know, it's gone to the point where my, my business is where it is now, you know, three years later. Um, and it took time, you know, and it's going to take time for her. That's what I told her. Don't be discouraged. It's going to take time for anything to work, especially when you're going out on your own as an entrepreneur, especially when you're starting a, a brand new thing for yourself. Mary Kay's been out there for a while, but your piece of it, you know, you selling to your customer base those products, that's the selling that you have to do. And I was like, I'll support you. I'll buy, I'll buy some things from you to, you know, to, to, to kick it off and stuff. Because you always want, for me, I always want to be a, a, a support base for someone else. If they're starting their small business, I'm going to be there to support you. And my goal is to be that person that I didn't have when I started my small business, right? I want to be that supportive person that when you say you want to start a business, I'm not rolling my eyes and going, oh, here they go again. You know, I'm really supporting you. I'm like, you know what? I want you to succeed. You know, Black Girl Magic, let's do it. Let's go. And the, and the let's go means, you know, adding to you, the more, adding more to you. The first thing in starting anything is this is a value add. This is a more, right? Give yourself that affirmation like you're going to be better because of this. I'm going to be able to give the world something that they haven't seen before. And that's the value that you add. Words matter. So the people that you talk to, the things that they say to you, those things matter because they go to your heart, they go to your head, and sometimes they go to your hands and your actions. And so you have to be careful in what you say to who because not everyone's praying for your success. And we need to hear affirmation, you know, on a constant basis, on a daily basis. So finding your voice is going to be about surrounding yourself with people who are willing to listen to you, people who are willing to listen to what you have to say, good, bad, and ugly, and willing to say, hey, friend, I don't like what you said, or I think you can say this better, or I love what you just said, that resonated with me. You know, you need all of those comments, you need that feedback in order for you to be like, you know what, okay. I'm either going to keep this tone, or I'm going to change this tone, or I'm going in the right direction. Okay, I could rock with this. You need that feedback, but you got to be open to the feedback, right? And say, okay, you know what? I hear you. I understand. I got you. Yup. Based on what you said, this is how I come off. I got it. Or you know what? I loved how we've had this interaction. It was a little bit heated as it started, but we gave ourselves the opportunity to have that dialogue. And you have to find your voice like that if you're going to allow people in your space, right? So that's one thing, finding your voice and allowing people in your space that you have to be ready for that feedback. Now, if you want to find your voice in your own headspace, like I've done in the past, and you're only talking to yourself, you got to make sure that you're you're talking to yourself in a way that's pleasing as well cuz sometimes we talk ourselves out of stuff if we're our only voice and then we're not in a spiritually and not in a good um, emotional state sometimes we are our own enemy and we know this and and in doing so you have to choose your strategy you know do i go talk to others or do i kind of keep this to myself for me, recently, I've chosen to talk to myself. <laughs> My daughter always says that she sometimes doesn't know whether to respond because she doesn't know if I'm talking to her or if I'm just talking. And I get it, but I'm a verbal person. And and I when I see things, I say something, right? And so if I'm feeling something that I'm talking about it. I'm I'm typically talking to myself about it because I'm talking myself through it. I'm like, girl, that was stupid. I don't know what's going on. Or, oh, I like, I like when I said that, you know? So I'm, I'm starting to trust my inner voice, but my inner voice has an outer voice tone. And I do it all the time. I talk to myself out loud all the time because I need to hear what's in my heart. I need to hear... What I'm thinking sometimes. And sometimes I'll just burst out of laughter, and be like, girl, that, you were crazy. I don't know what the heck you were thinking. When you said that and when you did that, or if I see something, I'm like, did you see it? I'm like, yep. And you know, and that's just me. I'm a I'm a verbal person and I'm an outwardly uh demonstrative person. And so I talk with my hands as well. So you'll see me talking and I'll probably have my hands moving to my face or whatever. And that's just how I express me, right? I figured that part out of me. (laughs) You have to figure that part out of you. What makes you you? But I understand me. I understand what I am and everything that I bring to the table. I got it. You owe it to yourself to take a moment to know who you are. much of yourself are you willing to compromise to be accepted and to be loved by others. Those are decision points that you have to make. The how much, because I think there, in every relationship, there's a compromise, right? We have to learn how to negotiate and to compromise because you're not always gonna win. And so you have to consciously say, okay, in this scenario, what's critical, being right or being loved? Sometimes people say that they're wrong, not because they believe that they're wrong. They just just want to stop the argument, stop the escalation of it, right? There's a term called BATNA, and it means the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. When I lived in Boston many years ago, I took a, a negotiation class at UMass Boston, And in that class, we discussed a term called BATNA. And this concept was introduced by uh, three authors, Roger Fisher, William Ury, and Bruce Patton, in their book called Getting to Yes, Negotiating Agreement Without Getting In. Or I think without getting a win. Look it up, something like that. Um, And in a nutshell... If you're in a negotiation with someone, you know, you're kind of going through it and you reach a standstill or what they called an impasse. And you have to take a walk on the ledge, basically get in your head, get in that space and figure out your best available options. So you have to look to the best scenario at the worst scenario. And that thing in the middle where there's still an advantage, where you win and the other person kind of wins. It's kind of like a lose-lose because everyone's compromising something, but it's still acceptable to the point where you can move forward. Well, that's your BATNA, right? That's your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So finding that that happy medium and saying, you know what, it's not worth the argument. It's not worth this. Let's just agree to disagree and move on. There is so much peace to that. My batna is 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 learning to proceed. My batna is where do we go from here, right? How do we keep this friendship? How do we move this dialogue? You know, son and daughter, how do you not get hurt right now talking to mommy like that? <laughs> It's one of those things, you know, even talk talking with my kids, you know. Going around this country with my daughter for the last few weeks has been interesting, like I said earlier. I mean, we've had situations where I'm like, little girl, you will not make 15. Walk away, you know, and that was one of my statements to her. I'm like, it's not worth it, girl, just walk away. I'm like, don't say one more thing to me. You know, it will not be good for you right now. And I've set those boundaries with her. Like, there's certain things you're going to say and certain things you better not say. And if we're going to be in this car together, you know, riding all these miles or you're going to be staying with me in my in my hotel room and not hanging with your girls, there's certain things that you're not going to do. You're not going to just drop your clothes off on my bed and act like the whole room is yours. That's not going to happen. So I have to set some boundaries with her, you know, and these are life boundaries that I'm teaching her about, you know, being, you know, cleanliness, keeping your room clean. The same things we we talk about at home, you know, we were talking about, you know, in the hotel. And learning to talk to people, learning when to say certain things and and she was teaching me too cuz again, you know, like I said before, re, this relationship thing is 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 both ways. You're not always going to have the last word. And your words aren't always going to be right. To learn me in the context of being her roommate, her mom, her cheerleader, you know, all of the above. And this has been great. You know, we have to put ourselves in a situation where we can learn. We have to put ourselves in a learning situation where you're going to be exposed to things you, you didn't think you were. And it's not something that you can say, okay, I'm going to go here to learn. Sometimes you just go and then you learn open yourself up to new experiences, and then learning and growing will be a natural output of that. And that's how I truly feel. Finding my voice is requiring for me to be open, and it's requiring for me to be in the act of active listening um, to myself and to others, also being in the act of constant negotiation with myself and others and and being open. I have nothing to lose but pride. And as we know in the Bible, pride is a fool's virtue. I have everything to gain, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of self in the context of who I want to be in the context of how I am seen by others that I love. Um, And I say this because people will tell you about yourself all the time, especially in the midst of haters. They will constantly tell you about yourself and where you can go. And believe the adage, when people show you who they are, trust them. When people will walk away from you, Trust them, because when they come back, you have to wonder why. When people stay close and, and get even closer as the time goes, as it gets harder, embrace them harder. There are some people who will never leave your sight, no matter how hard things get for you. Those are the people you should entrust your heart to. You know, don't keep running after people who are running away from you. That doesn't make sense. Run towards the people that keep coming towards you. You're going to notice there's some people who keep coming towards you and don't back down because they see the value of you in their life. What I would like for you to do is see your value in your life. See your value that you have for the world. Finding your voice is going to be a continued thing. It is for me. I'm not there yet. I'm still working on me. Ergo the the purpose of this podcast, being you 365 because it's an everyday job that we have to continuously work on who we are, who we want to be, be you 365 every day that you can compromise so that you win and help others win but don't compromise yourself for the sake of others love who you are love being you love the skin you're in because like I said before You are wonderfully and beautifully made. You are God's gift to this world. There is no one like you. You are like no other. Be blessed, be great, and be you. I'll talk with you on the next podcast. Peace and have a great day.